Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. A few weeks ago, the Government of Canada announced an additional $65 million over five years to help implement the government's opioid action plan. We also announced an additional $10 million in urgent support for response efforts here in British Columbia, where we know that opioid use has skyrocketed. There's the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, speaking about opioids. And the federal government, provincial governments, medical associations are all fixated on opioids. And they're calling it the greatest crisis um, since the last greatest crisis. And I'm not trying to talk down about something that's really significantly important. But at the same time, there are people who are part of this opioid crisis who are being ignored and forgotten. And we've started to talk about them, and I intend to continue to do that because... They deserve a voice. They deserve a voice. So the prime minister is also talking about federal marijuana legislation should be expected by summer. And that, for many people, raises the question, is it a gateway drug? There are people who passionately feel that it is not. There are people with significant experience in selling drugs. We'll tell you that, yes, it is a gateway drug. And an old friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who died a few years ago, who was, you've heard him on this program, if you've been listening to us for some period of time. He was once described by, more than once actually, by the RCMP as Canada's most dangerous criminal. He ran a $40 million drug lab off the island of Montreal while he was on parole. His name was Serge Leclerc. Went on to become a member of the Saskatchewan legislature as an MLA in the... Uh, in the current government. But Serge would say to me, and he changed his whole life, clearly. He uh, was going to get elected to public office. He changed his life. He decided that he was going to help the people who he'd been victimizing. And he genuinely worked on that. And he worked with kids who had drug issues. And I talked to parents of these kids who said that without Serge, their sons probably would be dead. But Serge Leclerc always said to me, we used marijuana as a gateway drug. And he argued with people on the air from time to time about that very issue. But the prime minister says the legislation will be available come summertime, and then people will be, you know, you'll be enjoying your cannabis. And if it's a gateway drug, some of you will stumble onto heroin, but that's okay because they've got the safe injection sites for you. So, you know, it's politically approved and correct, I suppose, because they have medical personnel there to supervise to make sure that you're not harming yourself. Oh, yeah, wait, it was heroin. Um, and I, I, I just find it so disturbing that at the same time you have people in this country who have done nothing wrong, whose only sin is they live with massive chronic pain, and they're prescribed opiate pain meds, which make their lives more livable, as you've, as you've heard on this program. They don't make their lives terrific, but they make their lives at least somewhat manageable. Now, we spoke with Michael. Michael was a, um, 
was a caller to this program, and he talked to us about living with opioids and massive pain and why the opioids were completely necessary. That was the first call. I called him back, wanted to talk to him again, which we did last weekend for a few minutes. And this was after we had talked to another opioid medicine user, prescription medicine, prescribed by his doctor, who told us that without the opioids and without his wife's support, he would be dead. Michael references that. Have a listen. How are you today? Uh, we're, we're, we're getting by. I'm, I'm very upset listening to your show uh, and some of the callers and, and what they're going through and just bringing a whole lot of memories and just, it's, it's tough. It's very tough. It is tough, but it's important that this part of the story is told. Yes. Um, one thing I, I, I need to say is, is the Ministry of Health, they're treating everybody as we're all addicts and, and, and whatnot. Listen, when, when you're on opioids, we're not going around um, high as a kite, uh, seeing, you know, uh, pigs flying and rainbows everywhere and, and uh, you know, like, a, like a, a drug addict. We're getting by. We're, this is, you'll know when I'm on my opioids is when you tell a joke and I smile. Otherwise, I'm not living. I can't live. Um, I'm not high when I'm on my opioids. I, I'm, I'm able to get up. And, and and somewhat function that day. Um, it's very disturbing that uh, that we're being it's being treated as uh, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. What happens to the man who sent me that email? I'm sorry. What happens to the man who sent me that email? That man, I've taken that uh, that medication, uh, hydromorphic uh, content. Uh, it's a time release. Right. But I'm saying, um, what, what, happened, what happens to him when he can't afford it now? So he, he can is, no longer afford he, his pain he's meds. Done. He's done. He's done. Um, it, he's either going to seek something else. Um, Don't go the rest of the on, on the streets, or he may uh, very well have Don't. to take his life. Well, he, that's what he wrote about it, that that's, right, he wrote that that's, in, uh, on his mind, but I, I hope he doesn't. Um, but they're, they're clearly, and they're not going to cut everybody off. They're not going to say nobody can have um, opioids any longer. They won't do that. They'll try a step-down program, I'm sure, but the pressure will be on the patient to take less and less. And what even happens over change, time... Huh? Even even the change, if, it, if, if they turn around and they, they cut off his hydromorph content... And and the change to another medication, it, that's that could be just as devastating. The, these things, these these opioids, even though they're all basically formulated from the same whatever, they all have a different. They all act differently. And well, I was about some you know some pain and some uh, other pains won't. That's what I was it's about to say. Doctors, doctors and patients arrive at a dosage that works over a period of time, and they don't hit it. First, first, usually not, from what I understand. It's no. not immediately you find the right formula. They, 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 they meet that over a period of, uh, of time. They, they're able to 
you know, they're able to come up with uh, with with the appropriate dosage, and 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 for people who who need it, it provides, as as you're telling us, it doesn't make you high, it doesn't make you happy, it it just makes life bearable. It, it you to compromise that is and, cruel, and that dose that the, you're going to work to is going to be the lowest dose that that's required. It's not going to be for the breakthrough days in which it's just absolutely unbe- uh, unbelievable. If you're an average on the pain scale of uh, 7, 8, which for other people would be a 15 on a 10 scale, uh, they're going to work that dosage to a 7, 8. They're not going to make it so you you, you can, uh, if you have a, a day where you're a 10, uh, where it's going to work. Yeah. Uh, you, need, you need a kicker or a, a, a breakthrough, something for breakthrough. I go back and I listen to these um, these interviews that we've done with people like Michael, who you just heard, and then I think about the fact that at this time, the fate of opioid patients is being decided by governments, by police, by medical associations. Mr. Trudeau spoke about the opioid situation in B.C., promising Ottawa is monitoring the situation carefully. What exactly does that mean? What does Ottawa's monitoring the opioid situation carefully mean? It means there'll be regulations passed which will limit how much chronic pain relief opioid medicine your doctor will be permitted to prescribe to you, a functioning Canadian whose only crime is being in constant pain. You know, that, that people in huge chronic pain already commit suicide because of that pain appears to be accepted by some as collateral damage to the greater mantra that opioids are a deep danger. So to all the patients who use opioids as they are intended to be used, and that is as a medicine, just like your cancer meds, your stomach meds, and the other medication prescribed to assist you with the health challenges you face, that's, that's all they are. If you're dealing with the kind of chronic pain that Dr. Fiona Campbell told us, anesthesiologist at Sick Kids Hospital, and she's the incoming president of the, I think it's the Canadian Pain Center. She told us that the, uh, the cycle is pain, social isolation, depression, suicide. So I'm listening to the Prime Minister of Canada talking about how he'll have the legislation for legalizing marijuana or the marijuana legislation it'll be it'll be around by by summer and then i started thinking about people who have heroin addictions and and and, and other addictions that involve involve needles and there are the safe injection sites where a uh, taxpayer paid for medical professional supervisors to make sure that these people who are actually acting illegally are not going to die on the premises or they'll do the best they can to make sure they don't die. So there's care for these people. But when it comes to the person who is living with massive chronic pain, that person becomes expendable because they're not considered or not as openly considered as I think they should be in the whole debate about opioids. My number is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. If you're someone who lives with chronic pain, serious pain, give me a call and share with us what your life is like. 800-263-2428. And what medications are you using? 
What medications are you permitted to use? Is anybody listening to this program who's found that they've been cut off by a doctor, that you had been using opioid meds, and now your doctor's cut you off or cut you back severely on the milligrams, the daily milligrams that you're allowed to consume? 1-800-263-2428. If there's a doctor listening in who'd like to contribute to the conversation, we'd sure like to hear your point of view and your experience. If you're a physician, share your thoughts, whatever they are. 800-263-2428. But if you're living with significant pain daily, how does that impact on your life? And are you a patient who has found that his or her pain meds have been cut back, specifically without much reason given to you? What's that done to you? And if you're a doc, I want to hear from you, 800-263-2428.